This is Talk Soup, a podcast that listens to superintendents. I'm your host, Monica Brady Meyerov. I'm a public radio reporter and the founder of ListenWise, an ed tech tool for middle and high school students that uses public radio to build student listening skills. It also helps English learners acquire academic language with rigorous listening practice. Check it out for free at listenwise.com. In this episode, we talk to Denise Coleman, superintendent of Union School District in San Jose. It's the highest performing district in San Jose and is known for providing a supportive, student-centered culture in schools. Superintendent Coleman says she's concerned about how society's problems are affecting kids in school. You know, when we have to do these active shooter trainings with all of our kids, you know, throughout the year, that affects them. And she says that meeting students' academic needs isn't enough. Schools need to meet their social and emotional needs as well. Every child matters. Every child needs to feel connected. We started by talking about how the adoption of technology has changed teaching over time. You know, when I started in education about 30 years ago and technology was just making its break into the classroom, uh, we thought how wonderful we were having them do their essays and assignments, you know, on the computer on the Apple IIe, I think it was. And now we're realizing, you know, over these past decades that we really need to transform it. We need to move beyond that, beyond it just being a tool, you know, a, a substitution for a pencil or for paper. So we have a number of different things, really innovative, exciting things going on in our district. Uh, for example, one of our fourth grade classes took a virtual field trip uh, to a coastal region and po- Point Lobos, and they were able to go on um, a tour that showed them, you know, the coastal area, and they could see it and experience it a little bit more. We have the virtual reality glasses, um, the Google glasses that people can use, and we can take them on field trips to different times in history as well. Also through Google Hangouts, some of our classes will get pen pals or buddies where if they're studying, studying a literature book, they can share their thoughts on characters and on you know, the, the plot of the story. And it's a neat way to have kids realize that learning doesn't just happen in the classroom. It can happen across the globe. It can happen across the United States. It can happen across time zones uh, where they can connect with kids with different socioeconomic or geographic experiences and have a different understanding of other people's perspectives, which is really important as we move to, you know, an understanding of global, our global society. Um, You run the highest performing district in San Jose. What is the biggest challenge, though, facing your district? We have, I'm actually going to cheat a bit and have to. because our students so do so well and our teachers are just phenomenal in preparing them, it's an ongoing challenge to keep our students connected and to keep them challenged and to keep them feeling like the learning is re- relevant and meaningful. That's an ongoing challenge. But I will say what I have seen over the past few years is just the things that are happening in society and communities are really affecting kids. You know, when we have to do these active shooter trainings with all of our kids you know throughout the year that affects them and when a a netflix series like 13 reasons why about suicide comes out that affects them so they're hearing things on the news and seeing things in our society that they're faced with that i got to be honest i wasn't faced with 40 years ago when i was a teenager and we have to realize that meeting their academic needs isn't going to be enough we have to meet their social emotional needs 
and that's a challenge um, and it's ongoing and I have to say I believe our administrators and our educators our teachers are doing a great job of being in tuned to ensuring that our kids feel safe and feel connected at our schools. In your uh, superintendent's corner that you have on your website, it mentions that your district is renowned for providing this caring, supporting, student-oriented culture. That's what you're talking about here, I believe. And you have it in all of your schools. What are some of your school's priorities or programs that help build that school culture? Excellent question. Um, You know, as I think about that, and I just think to my own philosophy of education, I hope that as individuals and as educators, we don't feel like we always need a a program or a box or a kit to teach us something. And in fact, um, recently a wonderful quote came across my computer, across Twitter, um, from social emotional learning that I'd like to share. And it says, social emotional learning is not only taught through a program or curriculum, it is delivered through modeling genuine care for others. It is displayed by being vulnerable to our students and being honest about their own struggles. The best SEL, social emotional learning, is engaging with our kids on their level every day. And I feel like that is kind of the foundation of what we hope to do with kids is make those connections so that they feel loved, they feel respected, they feel safe with us. That being as it may, I know that there are often activities that can build the foundation for that. So for example, at our middle schools, we have web where everybody belongs and all the sixth graders come when they start at the middle school um, into this program where eighth graders welcome them, uh, student leaders, and introduce them to the campus and befriend them and let them know that they have somebody they can connect with and talk with. We also use um, Project Cornerstone and PBIS and other programs as well to support that. But I think underlying is just our common message that every child matters, every child needs to feel connected, and every child needs to feel loved, regardless of how you show that, be it through a certain activity or just your daily interactions. Going back for a minute to technology in the classroom, uh, you sit at the heart of Silicon Valley and you're preparing students for the future, and we talk a lot about that, what that means, what that future looks like. Um, How do the companies surrounding you who are on the cutting edge uh, help help you prepare students for that, or how do you work with them to make sure your school district is preparing those students, your students, for the right kind of technology-enhanced future? Gosh, I have so many examples, so I'll try to just choose a couple. We have a local organization, NextFlex. It's a Department of Defense contractor that is going out into our community and working to build workforce um, development with students from elementary, middle, and high schools. And they have brought our students into their facility, have taught them about the different types of engineering and biotech fields that are available, have posed kind of a design thinking challenge with students and have allowed students to brainstorm, actually come up, the students come up with their own, what's a societal need, you know, what what's something they see in the future. So for example, Some of our middle school students said, wouldn't it be cool if um, our individuals that are in the armed forces had helmets that would tell their commander in chief if they were injured so it could, you know, gauge their body chemistry and the students actually designed something and at NextFlex they were able to go in to the clean room and develop some of the circuit boards to help, you know, create this product. So students realize that these 
experience, these possibilities, these technology advances are something that they can be a part of in the future, that it's not something that's just way beyond their reach. It is a possibility for them. Tell me about your education story. Did you have a particular teacher who set you on the path to loving education? Yes, I had, you know, I'm not sure if it was loving education so much as just feeling really connected with school. I wasn't a very good student. I went to the principal's office a number of times. I talked too much. That's my my issue. And I had a teacher, Mrs. Myers, in second grade that I really connected with. And I'm not even sure at the time when I was a second grader how much I connected. It wasn't until a few years later, it was probably in my early teens, I saw a card that she had written to my mom, to my parents, uh, just saying how much she appreciated having me in her class and that she felt a real connection with me and she wanted my parents to know that if they ever needed anything, ever needed any support, uh, that she would be there for us. And why that meant so much is my mom was diagnosed with cancer around the time I was in second grade and she died by the beginning of my fourth grade year. And I read that card maybe a few years later when I was in middle school and just feeling like there was a teacher that cared so much to write such a caring card to make sure that my parents and I felt supported made me realize the impact that one individual can have on a child. All right, now might be a good time for the big talk questions. Big talk, these are big open-ended questions. The question is, what gives you goosebumps? Oh, you're gonna make me cry. Um, Okay, so I'm gonna come with the first that comes to my mind. Um, My sister Sandra is my greatest hero. Um, After my mom passed, when I was nine, My sister, Sandra, even though she was only in her mid-teens, took on a role of helping to raise me. And she always showed me love and showed me compassion, but she always showed me strength. And to this day, even though I'm in my mid-50s, my sister, Sandra, is always there, but she's always challenging me and not just letting me get away with the easy answers. She's always, and that's kind of what I hope that we can do together in education is say, okay, well, here's the safe, easy route, but what's the more challenging route? What's the the route that's going to get you to take a risk that's going to try to take you to a different level? Um, And I guess if I had a question to ask her, it would be like, where did you get this inner strength (laughs) to be able to do not all that you've done for me, but all you've done for your family as well? You've been listening to Talk Soup. That's Union School District Superintendent Denise Coleman. I'm Monica Brady-Meyerov of ListenWise, a tool that helps improve student listening skills using podcasts and public radio. You can sign up for free at listenwise.com. Thanks for listening.